Welcome to the Yogi MD podcast. It's Nadine, yoga teacher, health coach, and retired doctor, here to bring you and your body together, not in sickness, but in health. Thanks for taking this time for yourself. Today, please join me and I welcome my guest, Dr. Sikharat Yusuf. Yes medical and wellness consultant and owner of Serenity Chiropractic in Homewood, Illinois. I am very pleased to uh, have you on the show. Thank you. Can you please tell us a little bit about your background, how you got into practicing uh, okay. chiropractic, uh, how long you've been doing it, okay. and how long you've been in this location? Okay. I have been a chiropractor for about 18 years, actually. I love chiropractic. I love chiropractic because chiropractic you can see the change. You can see your work manifest in your patients as they walk in and as they leave out. I went to Benedictine University for my undergrad and my path was go to medical school, you know, become a physician, that kind of thing. And I had a class. It was called medical sociology, just a random class. And we were talking about different arms of healthcare. Hmm. And I'd never heard of a chiropractor, didn't know what a chiropractor was. You just hear gynae, OB, you know, all those kind of things. Of so course. I was like, this is interesting. Didn't think anything about it. My school had a medical school fair, like medical schools, dental, osteopath, chiropractic. And I saw a chiropract- chiropractic school. I was like, oh, that's interesting. We talked about this in class. Can you tell me more about it? And I loved what they aligned with of not popping pills constantly, looking mm-hmm. at the root and the cause of a problem, mm-hmm. making sure that we fix those problems so they don't come back instead of just putting a Band-Aid over it, which mm. we feel is what medication sometimes does. There's a place for medication, mm-hmm. but sometimes we don't always have to go there as our first go-to. Yes. So looked into it. They were like, I was like, okay, I can look into it. Let me go to the school. It's in Kansas City. Let me visit. And they're like, oh, you actually have a chiropractic school in Illinois didn't know that. I'll go visit there too. So saw it. It was okay. I liked the one in Kansas City. And I, I was like, okay, we'll go here. It's like, have you ever been adjusted? I'm like, no, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> so I went, I found a doctor close by here, went and got adjusted. I was like, okay, I'm sold. I was like, I'm sold because I suffered from migraines for many years mm. as a child mm-hmm. and going older, you know, had an MRI, they want to give you pills and things like that. But I've always just had them. So getting into chiropractic helped me manage my migraines like significantly. So that was a big thing for mm. me. And so I went into school and just loved it, loved the learning, loved how we can impact a person, impact their body, especially even with chronic pain. A patient that has arthritis, there's no cure for arthritis. I tell my patients this, but how can we slow down this process? Mm-hmm. How can I make mm-hmm. you more active or how can I make you be able to perform your activities of daily living without being in so much pain? How do I sometimes even make you your body that your medicine that you take respond better to your body because we're getting rid of the interference? Those are my goals. I'm very realistic with my patients. I may not fix you, but I'm gonna get you the best that you can possibly be with what you have. And so after that, I was so went to school, got out of school, opened my practice and I was like scared. You know, of course, like, oh, I'm just getting out of school. You got student loans. So how do we do this? Mm -hmm. So great family support. Opened my practice and I've been in practice ever since. And I've been in this location for going on four years. I was in South Holland and Calumet City for a few years, but I love this location. I love the area. It's a little further from the expressway, but I love it. Mm -hmm. And it's worked for me so far. Wonderful. (laughs) Thank you. Well, you talked about why you chose your career as a chiropractor, mm-hmm. but what has really kept you motivated? What is what has fueled your passion even more? My 
as much as I can impact a patient, educate a patient, teach a patient about their body, making sure that they understand. I treat a spectrum of patients from mm-hmm. the baby, from the infant, to my 99-year-old patients. Everything oh, really? in between I treat. So I love treating the kids because they respond so quickly because they don't have all the stuff mm-hmm. that we have as adult on the body. So from, I have a 14-year-old and I've been adjusting her since she was born. So she knows like my, my body's off, I need an adjustment. So that's what she's grown up to. Instead of like, I have a headache, let me go take a pill. Let me just go get adjusted. Mm-hmm. So seeing my children patients to as they become adults and seeing how chiropractic has been part of their life mm-hmm. motivates me. Like I'm changing their mindset. A few years ago, I decided I was going to be a nurse. So I went to RN school and it's made me even a better chiropractor because I look at the body differently. I look at the body as far as how are the pharmaceuticals that my patients are taking affecting them musculoskeletal wise that they don't understand why is my body doing this because of this, this, and this. So I am all about educating. I'm all about learning more and giving that back to my patients as much as possible. That's interesting you yeah. decided to go become yeah. a nurse as well. Yes. What What was the reason behind that decision? The reason was that because I felt at one point that I was getting stuck. Mm. And I don't like to get stuck. And I don't like to be told you're not enough. And you would hear that from other medical professionals. You know, so can I, oh, my doctor won't give me a referral to see you because of the da 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 You know, even my pediatric patients, like therapy, oh, no, you don't need to. Just, just take ibuprofen. Well, I'm 14 with migraines. Why do you keep throwing medicine at me when I could try something naturally and I try something that has research behind it mm-hmm. that's effective for back mm-hmm. pain and migraines? Mm-hmm. So... All of that just frustrated me so much. And I was like, okay, how do I better do this? I was like, do I want to go back to medical school? No, because that's not what I want to do. Mm -hmm. So I decided, like, go to nursing school, but always the plan being getting my doctorate in nursing. So um, being able to merge those two fields together will be a benefit to my patients and the patients to come. So this is a two-part question because you've touched upon this a little bit with your answer just now. Okay. What is chiropractic medicine? Okay. And why does it have such a bad reputation? Okay. So chiropractic medicine is a, is a treatment of what we call subluxations. A subluxation is the misalignment of a vertebrae or a joint. It doesn't have to be a vertebrae because we treat ankles and wrists and fingers and things like that. What we do is we realign the spine to get rid of any type of interference that a misalignment can cause. So my patient is having headaches for example they've been through medications mri cat scans no reason for them to have this they come see me i send them for an x-ray i look at their occipit which is the base of the skull c1 c2 those vertebrae because the nerves if they're impinged at all in that area Mm -hmm. can cause headaches Mm -hmm. so by just realigning that area i increase the blood flow i increase the nerve um (laughs) i increase the nerve impulse that's flowing through that area and i increase i make sure that by getting rid of that interference, the headaches start coming down. And you know, and it's like this patient has dealt with this for so many years. So just to see that relief off of their face, they're like, I've tried everything, you know? But again, I got into chiropractic because I was having my migraine. So mm-hmm. that was another reason I stuck with it. The stigma of chiropractic came from way back in the day. Chiropractic is over 100 years old. So it's been around for a long time. The AMA, American Medical Association, love them dearly, but they are a very strong entity. So at one point, they forbid their doctors to send their patients to chiropractic without 
pulling their license. Like if you send your patient to a chiropractor, we're going to pull your license. It got that bad at mm. one point. Other doctors feel that if I send my patient to a chiropractor, I'm never going to get that patient back. And it's not that. It's that we're teaching our patients. We don't. We want you. We're not competing because you have your lane. I have my lane. We just need to be in the lane of the patient. Mm -hmm. What's beneficial to the patient? And sometimes ego gets in that way. If you look at the history of chiropractic and the medical association, where um, I send my patient to you. Okay, that patient never comes back. Patient's feeling better. How about we follow up? And how about we get on the team and say, what's going on with you as a patient? How are you responding to care? But it's changing. And one thing I like about it that it's, they're starting to teach allopathic medicine in medical school, in osteopathic school. So a lot of the newer doctors know about chiropractic. We'll write a referral really quickly. You're having pain. Okay, go see a chiropractor. I work with pain management. I work with MDs. I work with all of them just to say, okay, yes, pain management helps, but you need something on a regular basis to make sure that this pain injection that we're getting, giving you or the steroids that we're giving you is effective. And that's how I feel both of them can come together. And then it's YouTube. YouTube has mm. a way of, love YouTube too, of showing patients getting adjusted. And so patients watch that. And they're like, oh my God, all that noise coming from me, coming from my neck. What about if you break my neck and da da da? Yes. So that's I even read an article one time that said chiropractic medicine is very dangerous because you can get a stroke. Mm. So that's where you see a great chiropractor, or a chiropractor just grabs your neck and adjusts you. They're orthopedic tests, there are tests that we do, a thorough exam, checking your blood pressure, your weight. What medications are you on? Are you suffering from vertigo? Are you, do you have dizziness? Those things. If a patient comes with those symptoms, I don't need an extra MRI before I touch you. It's that simple. Mm -hmm. So if you do the preliminary work ahead of time, mm -hmm. then you cover your patient and you cover yourself mm -hmm. as, a, as a chiropractor, as a medical professional. Mm -hmm. So making sure that your patient has this, 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 and they're honest with you. Because if you are a patient suffering from dizziness every time they turn their head to the right, we have a problem. Mm -hmm. Is there blockage in that area? Mm -hmm. The only way they would have a stroke, get an adjustment, if there's blockage in that blood vessel, you adjust them, you release that clot, mm -hmm. then we have a stroke, we have a problem. Mm -hmm. So asking those questions or reiterating those questions as you're examining your patient or as you're giving an, um, that initial meet will make a difference and prevent those instances from happening. Chiropractors, we work between what we call a paravertebral space when we adjust you. And then in movies, you know, you're just the person and they die. No, we don't work in that space. <laughs> we work in a space where it's important when I'm adjusting to make sure I tell a patient, I need you to relax. If you can't relax, I can't adjust you. Mm -hmm. Or find ways to distract a patient so they're not in their head because they immediately, somebody grabs you, what do you do? You tense up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So so my patients or patients, period, that don't like that all that noise and cracking, yeah. we have instruments to give the same effect. It will take a longer response, but you will get better. But I always say, Hearing that adjusted, that noise is just gas moving within your joints, like popping your knuckles. We pop our knuckles and mm -hmm, things, mm -hmm. and that's just to create movement. Mm -hmm. What are the conditions that are aided by a chiropractor? We can go from a simple thing as a headache. We can go from a simple thing as stress. We can go to sciatica, numbness and tingling, trapped foot. So it ranges. People are like, Oh, I went to a chiropractor because I was in a car accident. Yes, that's great, you know, because we always want to get your body back to baseline. But the ones that benefit the most are the ones that use chiropractic for maintenance. Like you take your car in for oil change every 3,000 mm -hmm. miles regardless. Mm -hmm. You need to do the same thing. We put more wear and tear on our body than we do a car, but yet we don't treat it. 
better than we do our car. What so, about from the perspective of prevention then? Prevention. Prevention meaning that you will come in, you get adjusted. Maybe it's once a quarter. Maybe it's once every two months. But the power of prevention working is to know what your body, know, be in sync with your body. So with patients knowing that my body feels a little off. I need to go. I'm not going to wait till I can't get out of bed and I can't move my neck or mm. I can't bend down and pick that up. Because as soon as I feel a little twinge or if I feel like I haven't been adjusted in a while, my energy is waning, my stress is higher and my body's not tolerating well, let me go get an adjustment. That's what we want as possible. And using it as prevention, that's where I said the young ones, mm-hmm. as they get older, mm-hmm. they see it as I need to go get adjusted. I haven't, I, I feel off or I feel I just need to get an adjustment, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and that's what we want. It's kind of like taking a vitamin. And another question that you didn't probably ask, but is patient like, when I go to chiropractor, I always have to go. No, you don't always have to go to chiropractor. As long as you're doing the things that your chiropractors advise you to, stretching, drinking your water, um, making sure that you're moving, making sure that you are aware of what your body is doing in space. If you're one of those sitting in the car, leaning to the side, mm-hmm. yeah, you're probably going to need me a little bit more than a person that's ergonomically correct mm-hmm. as they're mm-hmm. sitting, driving their car. So mm-hmm. the more you know, the better choices you make, the less you have to come see me as a chiropractor. And you can see me once a quarter just to get an adjustment. And that's very important of we start you frequent and then we wean you off to see what your body is able to adjust to the new state that we've placed in it. How long do you typically spend with a patient? Um, for the first visit, I usually spend about half hour with a patient because I have to learn a lot about them. But it all depends. It, it depends. It's not a cookie cutter routine mm-hmm. that I mm-hmm. do with the patient. So my older patients, they come, they want to talk with me. Mm-hmm. We sit, we talk for a little bit, we mm-hmm. get them adjusted. And they do it for maintenance because of all the arthritic changes and things like that. So on average, I would say five to 10 minutes with a patient, but they're in the office longer because they have to do therapies with that, whether it's exercises, whether it's passive therapies or active therapies. They have to do those things because they work well together, which makes them hold their adjustment long. The goal is always let me hold my adjustment longer because pain is flighty. Pain comes, pain goes. Is the first thing, is the last thing to come, the first thing to go, and then you think, oh, I'm cured. No, we just took the edge off. Mm. Now let's get rid of the cause, mm. of the root cause of this. That's why sometimes it takes a little longer. Mm-hmm. If you're in an accident yesterday, I can get a response quicker. But if you've been dealing with for the last five years, mm. it's going to take me a little bit longer to get to that sure. root. So under them understanding this make it makes it for them that, okay, I need to go to a chiropractor because I need to try to get as close to my baseline as possible. And that's always the goal for the patient, close to baseline. Okay. Yeah. What are the most rewarding and most frustrating aspects about your practice? Most frustrating is always insurance company. (laughs) 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 Forget them to pay you what you're worth. Dealing with insurance is always that and the paperwork. Paperwork, the pay, you see my desk, paperwork. (laughs) But the most rewarding is just to hear my patients say, when I come to see you, Dr. Yusuf, it's not like I'm going to the doctor, it's like I'm going to see a friend. I'm going Mm. to see family. We have Mm -hmm. a very family-oriented practice here. That has been very wonderful because I'm able to have that atmosphere. It's like, all is welcome. If you can't afford it, let's talk. Let's work it out. Let's make this happen for you. But it's important that you stick with your plan. When you miss your visit that I've scheduled you for, it frustrates you. It frustrates me because we're not getting anywhere. And then you're frustrated because, oh, the chiropractor's not working. You didn't follow the plan I, I gave mm-hmm. you. So you can't blame me. We're in this 50-50, but you spend more time with your body than I do. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. those kind of things. So I make my patients accountable to their actions because we tend to blame others for why things aren't going right in our life. You, you feel better because you did it. Don't stop because you feel better. 
We're going backwards. So is compliance something that is an issue? Um, yes. Yeah. I would say yes. It's, it's, and it's just one of those things like with any, oh, you need to exercise. We all need to exercise. Do we exercise like we're supposed to? No. No. Well, I'm we hoping don't. with the podcast that I we know. will. <laughs> uh, let's do it. Let's focus on the energy, the health, how my body's going to feel during and after and things like that. Mm-hmm. Just like I said, some people get it and some people don't get it, unfortunately. And we're hoping we're moving towards a path where more people get it, like you said, and more people are not popping pills because it's there. That's why we have these crises of the opioid because we, we've pushed it. Huh? Take mm-hmm. take ibuprofen, take mm-hmm. a Norco, mm-hmm. take a that. We're just there. And now, like, these are consequences to our actions as a country, as mm-hmm. a nation. Mm-hmm. So we're fixing it. And we thought we had a fix, but then you create another problem. And it's like, come on, people. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's that's very frustrating. Part of it, too, is the method of not using a quick fix. Not popping a pill takes patience, takes and, a lot of patience. and consistency. And I think that is another reason or another way we need to change, shift our focus. I agree. I agree. Completely. Because we do, we, we're in a world where fast food is not fast enough. You know, if I have to stand and, and move forward because my food is not ready, I have a problem. Well, that and how many, <laughs> t- how many times have you gone to a place and the Wi-Fi is not working fast yes. enough and we have an attitude? Yes. <laughs> Hashtag first world yes. problems. Yes. Yes. Like, can we enjoy this moment? No, we don't because we're, it's expected for us to be chop, 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 chop. We've put it on ourselves. We put it on our children. Chop. Let's go. It's like, you know what? Let's take a minute. Let's decompress. You know, I say, I tell people, even for me, I tell myself, I work hard. I play hard. I work hard when I have to work hard. And then I play hard. I travel. I like to travel. So you're always gone. Yeah, because I work hard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I need that balance mm-hmm. to make it or I'm going to lose my mind. Mm-hmm. You know, so people have to have an out. I've given referrals to patients. Your referral is to put this on your door, especially my mother's. Put this on your door. Tell your children, your husband, I'm taking 15 minutes. Do not call me unless somebody's bleeding. Do not call me. Do not bother me. I need to be in this bathroom. I'm going to take a bath. I have you. This is my referral to you in order for you to get control of your stress. Because if not, you're going down that pathway. You're not going to be any good to anyone in your family. Hmm. So, and that's key. And that's what it tells me. Like, can you write? Yeah, here you go. And you have to do it. And I believe you put it. And your children and your husband need to understand that. They need to understand. It's key. I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. That was a beautiful segue into the final question. Okay. What is your personal definition of what it means to be healthy? (sighs) Healthy means emotionally healthy, physically healthy. It means having the energy to do things, having the ability to say no to people without it bothering you that you said no. Um, (laughs) That's a tricky one. (laughs) That is a very tricky one, but it took me a while to not have that guilt. But I back that with saying the people that know you understand when you say yes, you're all in. So I live my life with no gray area. There's no gray area that I can or I can't. And if I say I can't, it's because I honestly can't because I'm either sacrificing way too much of myself, whether it's my time or whether it's sleep. And I don't want to do that without being able to give you 110% of me when I do say yes. So being able to do that will get people a lot of taking on other people's stress as theirs. So you take on that stress as yours and you, you, you're worrying, you're stressing, and you could tell it like you're having headaches, you're not sleeping, da, da, da. No. What are you worried? Why are you worried about something you can't control? 
So health is being able to not worry about things you can't control and put it into higher power. Just let let the earth deal with it because you're dealing with it more than the person that actually has the problem dealing with it. Mm-hmm. That's a problem because mm-hmm. they're going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you're laying in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like you see our young people dying from strokes, from heart attacks, from stress mm-hmm. for no reason. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's no point. Mm-hmm. That's what I call being healthy. Do you think that being a healthcare provider has offered you this lens you can learn from and you can use to inform yourself about how to take care of yourself? Because as medical health practitioners, mm-hmm. we're notorious for not mm-hmm. caring for ourselves. I agree. So do you think that you've taken I agree. lessons from? I do. I do. And I take lessons from the patients that I see and whether it's here or whether it's at the hospital where I work, where I have to be like, I don't want that to be me, you Mm. know, or how can we prevent, how could we have prevented that patient from getting to that point? Mm -hmm. I want to do, um, I'm in grad school and I'm, I want my project to be about African-American men, them being in a higher bracket of strokes because of the three things, hypertension, diabetes, high cholesterol Mm -hmm. and the fact that when do they get it like what can we do as healthcare providers to make them get that if you have all these three things which are changeable things with your lifestyle Mm -hmm. because none of them are concrete you change them with your lifestyle you can Mm -hmm. bring yourself from having a stroke Mm -hmm. not the first stroke not the second stroke they're having multiple strokes and Mm -hmm. it's okay like your independence is gone you become a burden on your family like how do we impact that gender or that race of people for them to get it that's always my question there. Like, and I, when I meet men that are like diabetes or that, what are you doing? Like, how many body parts do you want to lose before you get that your diabetes is out of control? The fact that you can't get out of bed because you want to smoke that one last cigarette or you wanted to have that one last drink. So mm-hmm. what is it going to take for you to get it? What is it going to take for you to fight for you than mm-hmm. anything else? And that, that, that's the question mark mm-hmm. with that group mm-hmm. of people. And it's frustrating because when they when men come to my practice, it's because they can't work, usually. <laughs> because it's affecting their money mm-hmm. and affecting productivity. Mm-hmm. Not when it was gradually I woke up, I couldn't move, but I was able to stretch it out and I was fine. Then I was okay. Then it happened again. I was fine. You know, it only lasted a week this time. Now it's been months and I'm dealing with the same problem. Now fix me, Dr. Yusuf. Ah, let's talk about this for a second. Let's see. Let's be realistic in what we're going to do for you. So that's my goal for not just African-Americans, but just for people. Stop waiting till you break down. Like I said, maintenance, prevention, you know, take your vitamins, drink your water, stretch. I am so lucky to be doing this podcast. It's just been such a gift um, to meet wonderful people like you. You have the most beautiful energy and the most beautiful smile. (laughs) I can see why you've been doing this for such a long time successfully and why your patients love you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. you. Very much. Very much. Thank you for taking the time. And now it's time for practical tips. If you are curious about trying chiropractor, I can't think of a more approachable friendly and kind place to begin than with Dr. Yusuf. Thanks for being here. See you next time.